Welcome to a discussion of the environmental impact of food decisions. My name is Ella, and I'm here with my mom, Joanne. Hi there. Recently, I completed my senior capstone project on sustainable agriculture. After diving into this topic, I felt the information was valuable to share because each of us, young and old, plays a role in our food system. First off, it's important to point out that our current system has made a lot of progress, but is still not perfect. Worldwide, 820 million people are unable to consume the minimum number of calories for proper daily function. Many more than that live in food insecure situations, lacking dependable access to proper nutrition. People in both developing countries and Western nations experience food insecurity. Those without it often have little ability to be selective when choosing foods. So you mean that even if you live in a city like Chicago, you can still be malnourished because you can't access the right food? Exactly. On the flip side, those who have reliable access to food have many questions to consider. What do I crave? Will this meal fuel me for the day ahead? Can I afford this? Does this choice fit my health goals? Does this food reflect my ethical views? Is food part of my culture or social identity? Does purchasing this product support my community and the environment? The point, food decisions are complicated. Well, I'll say. But maybe rightly so. Our consumption of food has a great effect on the health we experience. Proper growth, cardiovascular health, and even the likelihood we develop type 2 diabetes or cancer can be traced back to what we eat. Nutrition is vital. We must be able to sustainably produce and consume food for a long time to come. However, the system that currently exists will not reliably produce food that addresses these growing population and environmental restraints. When we take a closer look, agriculture provides 14.5% of all human-caused greenhouse gas emissions every year. As a whole, the industry is reliant on fossil fuels, it depletes soil of carbon-rich compounds, and produces methane through anaerobic processes in rice growth and ruminant animal digestion. What do you mean by depleting the soil of its carbon? Well, when we intensively farm land, the soil is exposed to the air. When it surfaces, carbon stored in plants is left to decay and carbon dioxide is released into the air. In addition to the harm being done to the atmosphere, Poorly managed food production causes soil degradation, chemical pollution, and biodiversity loss. Biodiversity loss? Yeah. When we convert natural habitats to agricultural land or accidentally release chemicals into waterways, growing food for humans can actually harm species that have been native to the land and have been around for a long time. Conclusion, the current agricultural system is not sustainable. Solving this issue seems a bit daunting. Well, you can say that again. It will require governments, corporations, farmers, and a united group of consumers to take actions that reform the way food is grown, distributed, and consumed. Every person plays a role in the solution. Our food decisions can make a widespread impact. Each one of us can make meaningful progress in supporting our own health and the environment's health at the same time. To do this, we will look at three positive actions you can take, examine how they promote environmental wellness, and how they impact your health and lifestyle. The first action is decreasing food waste. By making this change, the entire system would be more efficient. Wasting less food would mean that we would need to produce less food. 
less wildlife habitat would need to be converted to farmland, helping biodiversity. With lower production requirements, fewer chemical fertilizers would need to be harvested and processed, less fossil-fueled machinery and transportation would need to run, and less soil degradation would take place. Cutting down on food waste is easy enough, and will save you money as well. It usually just takes extra planning when buying foods, keeping in mind when they will spoil, whether or not they will get eaten at your home, and what portion sizes are reasonable. Taking this first step of wasting less does not often come with a trade-off. It will help the environment and your wallet. You can start by being intentional during your next week of shopping and eating. Gee, it sounds so obvious. I can do that easily enough. Another step you can take to make a positive environmental impact is to eat primarily plant-based. Consuming more whole grain and plant-based proteins will be better for your heart, provide you with essential nutrients, and contribute to your overall health. Environmentally, eating fewer animal products is a great step to decrease methane pollution, use fewer resources, and reduce the prevalence of poorly managed livestock operations. According to the Sentience Institute, Confined animal feeding operations provide 99% of animal products in the U.S. Though these operations have gotten increasingly more efficient since their conception, they often rely on antibiotic and hormone usage, inhumane treatment of animals, and create land and air pollution. Also, because animals are higher on the food chain than plants, the production of animal products wastes energy. Raising animals requires food, and in most major operations, they are fed grains that require a lot of resources and land degradation to grow. Ruminant animals, like cows and goats, also produce methane during their digestion process. Though this allows them to convert plants into protein-dense foods, methane is 23 times as potent as carbon dioxide when released into the atmosphere. This means meat and dairy products have a larger greenhouse gas footprint than poultry or pork. Around the world, there is a vast difference in the environmental impact caused by farms. Well-managed animal agriculture can have a much better effect on the land, the atmosphere, and health compared to poorly run operations. For instance, strategic high-density rotational grazing of cattle produces much less waste and pollution than cattle raised in an industrialized feeding operation. Especially when cows graze alongside plant growth, they can play a powerful role in building the soil and encouraging carbon storage and vibrant growth. These points reveal the range of environmental impact different meats have, as well as the differences in the same meat raised in two different ways. It is difficult to compare the impacts of certain foods, but one conclusion is clear. Eating more plant-based foods and less energy-intensive animal products is better for the environment. Additionally, consuming fewer animal products, especially those that are highly processed, contributes to healthy blood pressure and heart function. This information does not need every person on earth needs to cut down or cut out animal products entirely in order to achieve environmental sustainability. The most powerful change will occur if a higher number of people in Western countries, those that consume the most meat and dairy, reduce the amount they consume. Got it. So even if I still eat meat, having it less frequently and in smaller portions will help. Exactly. And if you do choose to purchase meat or dairy products, supporting more environmentally and socially responsible operations is valuable, seeing as a number of consequences result because of the scale. 
These purchases are often a bit more expensive, but provide a product of greater quality and fewer negative impacts. The simpler and cheaper route is to consume fewer animal products. Start by taking part in Meatless Mondays, or aim to have entirely plant-based breakfasts or lunches. Remember, eating plant-based does not mean you can only eat broccoli, just that you consume more plants and fewer animal products. Thank goodness, because I'm not a big fan of broccoli. In addition to eating more plants and wasting less food, a great step to take is to expand your knowledge of where food comes from and how it was grown. Though it can be tricky to know how sustainably a food was grown, there are a couple of things to look for that help identify a well-produced product. One way to know how a product is grown is to talk directly to farmers. By visiting local markets, you can learn a great deal about the values of a farm. Additionally, small-scale farms that sell at markets are generally more aware of the health of the land they maintain. Organic agriculture also does its part to contribute to environmental wellness, utilizing smarter soil-building practices and no synthetic fertilizers. Buying locally grown, in-season foods also cuts down on emissions from transporting goods across the country. If it's feasible, growing your own garden greatly decreases the movement of your food and increases your understanding and appreciation for what it takes to grow food. Buying those kinds of foods sounds expensive. And that is sometimes true. Buying from organic, local farmers tends to be pricier. If you can't buy those products all the time, try to do it as frequently as possible. In your role as a consumer, you can help your community cut down on chemical and greenhouse gas pollution and support farms with more sustainable practices. Over the past five months, I've had the opportunity to talk with authors, farmers, academics, and environmentally-minded eaters about how they support sustainable agriculture. All these people are aware of the impressive accomplishments of agriculture as well as the consequences it reaps. Many of them aim to consume locally sourced foods, enjoy meat in moderation, and prioritize sustainable grown foods when possible. You mean even though they are advocates for the environment, they still don't eat perfectly all the time? Right. Despite their depth of knowledge, none of them feels as though they live a life that supports sustainable agriculture in the best way. In reality, there is little pressure to act in the perfect way to reach the goal of halting climate change and to save the environment. At the end of the day, it is your personal set of values that determine your decisions. The goal is to create long-term habits that will contribute to lasting change. It's not necessary to maximize or perfect every action you take. Making a positive environmental impact takes gradual action from all areas of life and is always a work in progress. Right. So depending on your current financial status or ability to decide what you eat, you may only be able to make infrequent small changes. Yes, and maybe you do not feel convinced of the importance of the action and would first like to learn more. If you do feel ready to start making change, consider starting with one or three of the objectives that were discussed earlier. The first action was to cut down on waste, decreasing all of the resources and energy used to provide you with food. Be more intentional about your purchases, use the food you have, and divert as much food as possible from the landfill. This one sounds easy. Second, to decrease the consequences of mass animal farming, utilize more plants and fewer animal-based foods in your diet. When you do buy meat or dairy, buy it from farmers that prioritize the environment and sustainability over profit. I do like to eat meat, but I can see myself eating it less frequently and in smaller portions. Third, each of us should know where our food comes from and have peace of mind about its production. 
Purchase local foods when possible. Know that organic foods often have a smaller impact and continue to learn more. I will just have to keep listening to more podcasts. Thanks for being a part of this discussion with me today. What is one big takeaway you have? Each of us can support sustainable agriculture and environmental wellness by taking small actions every day. Well said. Creating gradual habit shifts, seeking out more information, allowing flexibility, and celebrating progress are key to creating long-term change that will slowly but surely create a safer and healthier future for us all. I'm excited to get started.